Hey guys. Hey. We're recording now. This is live. We're going to start here and we're never going to stop. Like never? Nope. Jeez. That's good content. Y'all motherfuckers want to talk a whole lot when we're not recording and then as soon as the button goes now off, I'm you're nervous. like, oh, yo, I'm scared. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> What, you think the four people that listen to this are going to judge you? Yes. yes. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. One of, them, one of them's my dad. Half of the people are parents, apparently. Uh, my parents don't understand how to use technology. They'll never hear this. All you got to do is go to Spotify and search it up. Um, my mom did give out our business cards. Wow. And she was like under the assumption that the QR code was only good for one thing. Oh, no. So she's like, if I give it to somebody and they use it, I'll need more cards to give out. Oh. And I was like, well, no, that you can just continuously scan the same QR code. It's fine. It'll keep working. It's not an NFT. And then she's like, well, can you bring me more so I can have them scan them? So she still doesn't get it, but she's trying. Yeah. Well, she's trying. She's probably generated more potential listeners than anyone else, which is pretty neat. Yeah. Because yeah. she works at a gas station. It's true. It's like, hey, you want to buy your... Uh... <laughs> Someone come in and be like, yeah, can I get 10 on 5? And you're like, yeah, sure. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, cool. um, Word of mouth. But it's, I don't even think she understands it's a podcast. She's, she just, she thinks that it's part of like my start playing games. Oh. So she thinks that they can like scan the card to play the game, I think. I'm not really quite sure what I think that she thinks it is. So huh. there's a lot of confusion all around. Yeah, but it, you know, it all comes from the heart. It, it does. It's, no, it's, it is, it's wonderful. Yeah. Here's where pee is stored. No, it's stored in the balls. All right. Oh, I can't boy. wait to cut all of this out. We're all here uh, because we care about you very much. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Um, so what better way to start the session than what you guys have been yelling at me about for the last couple of weeks, which is um, how come we had to do questions and interviews and you didn't have to? Because so, we know you're a big old baby. Yeah, that's fair. So I'll open the floor. Um, and maybe we'll even cut this and add it as like a pre-part and whatever. Maybe we should do that. We'll see. We'll release episode 0. 0.5. Yeah, 0. 0.5. Yeah. Which is the size of at least two things in this room. Context, please. For the... Stop squeaking the chair. I didn't mean to. Well, stop it. <laughs> I make you sit on the hard wooden chair that one probably squeaks worse is that the black chair or is that one of the green chairs it's one of the green ones I wonder if that's the one that John Michael broke <laughs> is that the one why it squeaks it, pro it probably is it could very well be oh. I don't think it's this one was it okay well yeah I think it might be this one yeah that's fair if you fall I'm gonna laugh a whole lot but it's John Michael's fault. Actually, it's Mitchell's fault. But Yeah, well, it's well, Mitchell's fault. Kiwi's under me, so... Oh, so she's going to die. She's going to die. I mean, J John Michael still sits in that chair, doesn't he? He does. Did, did you, like, just, did you just, just throw your candy wrapper he, on my floor? He sits in that chair because he, he sees it as some sort of penance for breaking it. That's fair. Didn't yeah. you sit in a broken chair for a long time? For Same a long way? time, Wes. <laughs> it feels okay. That's what she said. All right, go ahead. What questions you got? Apparently, you came up with lists. Yeah, let's go around the room. Okay. Let's start on this side. Let's start with Chris. No, we're starting... <clears throat> well, 
don't you, b- before you start talking, why don't you introduce yourself? No, we didn't do did that. We already, I feel like we did that. Yeah, but you can do it again so we can kill time. This is like college. No. Are you going to ask me for like a f- fun fact about myself? Can we talk about that's like the worst thing to happen as yeah, soon as you start 100%. class? Yeah, 100%. All right, I forget let's, every single thing I've ever liked in my entire life. Let's what? go around the room and uh, tell us three interesting facts about yourself. No, it really Well, I'm a college student. I'm in this class, and I this makes me very uncomfortable. Next person, please. You should play it like two truths and a lie. Like, see how, how weird you can get with it and see if people believe it. <laughs> it, it sucked because, like, we were, me and Wes were in the same classes for a long time. And every time, uh, it stopped once we got into the 200s or 300 levels. But, like, every 100 level class, it was like, you, you know, introduce yourself, say a fun thing about yourself. I'm like, yeah, I've already done this with the same group of people eight times. Man, like, I'm going to know their life stories. Go ahead, Chris, say the line. The line. Okay. See, I feel like at that point, though, like you, you should start trying to steal other people's. Like, oh yeah. Like you, you know, like this person is going to just say the same three things over and over again. Just try and steal them, like right before they go, and then if they just say the same things, you're like, come on, dude, you really got to put did in you, some effort. Did you come up with copying me? Um, are we really going to do this? Are we really going to introduce ourselves again? No. Okay. Cool. You're okay. Hey, Nick. Hey. I have a question for you. Okay. Sure. How long have you been playing tabletop role playing games? That sounds like a that sounds like a question that you prepared ahead of time. I'm looking at my list. Oh, you actually wrote a list. No, man. <laughs> oh, I did. Did you really? Yeah. I'm proud of you for doing something for once. I'm, uh, thank you for taking time away from uh, Fire Emblem. I feel like you're dodging the no, question. No, I did this when we first talked about. It. I was like, hey, why don't everybody oh. write a list and we can, I can compare so we don't ask the same questions? Okay. Was mine on there, Josh? Was mine on your list? Uh. No. Speaking of my question. Yeah. How long have I been playing tabletop games? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's been a while. Okay. I'm thinking that it's been about, let's see, it's 2023. Yeah. Probably about eight or nine years, I guess. How long have you been running, though? I think it's longer than that. No. No. Because uh, I didn't run, I didn't play anything until a friend of ours named Andrew started working at Home Depot where Josh and I both worked. And he was like, hey, you should play these games. And we're like, what do you know? And then it turned out he knew a whole lot. Um, And we started playing in a Curse of Strahd game with him, and we were all terrible and awful and didn't know what we were doing. The first session I showed up, uh, and I didn't make a character sheet. I was just like, I'll just write down my character on this piece of lined paper, because I didn't know what to expect. I did buy dice, though. Uh, And then we played a little bit, and then that game stopped uh that's that's about the time probably probably eight i guess eight years or so i think okay. it's been seven or eight because seven. i was a department head at the time maybe um that, i started that. i started running games um <clears throat> we moved into this house in 2015 so i think i probably started running them in 2015 or 2016 you'd only lived in this house for a year before i met you mm-hmm. oh okay because we we bought this house um before i started going to school Okay. To, to university. That actually like really surprises me because I, I had always been under the impression that you had played for like a while before hey, I came to that. the table. It looks like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, Damn. but like, I guess what? I didn't know. I've been playing um, Dungeon Dragons longer than you guys. Hey, look at that. Ugh. So yeah, does that answer your question? I think it does, yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Josh, you want to pull one from your list? Yeah. 
If you could have any creature from any of the, like, D&D, from Cobalt Press or anything like that, as a pet, what would it be? Why do I feel like you just Googled questions and then added to I did not, actually. Is this like a like a pet the same way I see my cats, or could it be more than that? It could. Oh Lord. It, it's got to be like your cat. Oh. The only reason I thought about that question is because you have because you're an animal lover. Uh, does it have to be from D and D specifically? No, like it, it could be from any of that. Well, if it's just like a fictional creature. Uh, a skittermander. Yeah. Okay. W- okay. Yeah, absolutely. I would love but to have like that's a, a little skittermander. But they're <laughs> they're intelligent. <laughs> okay. Well, my cats are dumb, so it makes up for it. I guess right. I shouldn't. I mean, okay, so like they wouldn't be like a pet. Middle. Maybe like a fancy roommate. Like a, a fancy, fancy roommate. <laughs> That's a spouse, Nick. <laughs> I mean, would you marry a Skittermander? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I would. I do have a controversial question for you. Oh boy. Why do you keep throwing candy wrappers on my floor? I, I keep trying for the bag. I'm sorry. If I will let Wes or Melissa ask the next question. Make up one. Okay, I mean, no, I I thought of one. Um, so, th- there we've had a lot of discussion at the table about different classes in Dungeons and Dragons, and and multiple of us have our preferences and favorite classes. Um, for instance, um, Josh likes a paladin for some reason, um, and I'm more partial to a ranger. Do you do you have a favorite class? Um, I do. Which is? Uh, are we are we talking about sitting down and playing fifth edition? Uh, I think more. I think any, just in general. Because my fifth edition answer is going to be uh, very different than my Pathfinder one or two answer. Okay, well, hit, hit us with both either. Uh, fifth edition is definitely a druid. I did not expect that. Yeah, that was my first character. Um, Especially with all the options you have for druids now, like it's it's such a such a uh, flexible class. You wanna you wanna run heals as a druid, they got you know they got something for that. You wanna run tank as a druid, they got something for that. You wanna run elemental destruction, you got something for that. So yeah, probably druid. I, I feel similar to to clerics just because I like the flexibility, uh, but being able to turn into animals is cool. Be a big old bear. Yeah, I like being a bear. Um, for Pathfinder, um, I think getting first edition Inquisitors are really cool. Um, I play a rogue in my second edition game right now, but I have a sort of like war priest cleric uh, set up as a backup character. So those are probably some favorites. Okay. I feel like it's more about the character than the class. I like playing a lot of stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. That's why I get. That's why I play so often. More often than any of us. Yeah, I get to. I get to run. I get to play a game once a week. Crazy. I just run one once a week. Anyone else have questions? Oh, I have plenty. Oh, geez. How long is this going to be? An hour. Maybe. 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 I made like maybe ten a, questions. Maybe like a couple. More. This is Wes did ask one of the we questions. Do, we so. do not need to burn through all of Josh's questions. Right. Absolutely. I, I oh, thought of another question as well, but it was one Chris asked. This, this is the this is the point in the episode where you can skip forward because this is all it's going to be, and I'm sorry that you have to listen to it. But at least it's free. For now. Jesus. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna ask the most crucial question. And this one would probably give you either the most love or most hate. You're going to ask me what my favorite die is? No. Oh. 
favorite toppings on a pizza? Mm. Oh man, that's a good one. Um, I don't know that I have favorite toppings, um, but you know, I'm not super against a whole lot of toppings. Um, I think like classic cheese and pepperoni is solid if it's good pepperoni, Um, not from like a number of chain places, you know. But the Uh, question is, but like the little pepperonis are probably my favorite topping. But I'll tell you what, uh, a good uh, a good mushroom pizza, fantastic. Nice. Is this an indirect way to ask me if I think pineapple belongs on pizza? Yep. Yeah, you know, I don't have any problem with it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. If you like it, that's great. I like it, but, nice. you know, people are okay to like what they want. And you can, or not like it. Okay. I came up with another question. Go ahead. Hell yeah. So. How come I asked you questions about, like, your characters... And you're over here asking me questions about fucking pizza. I mean, I have I have questions about those. I just, oh, okay. I have questions about DM giving other like people that. a turn. Okay, go ahead, Wes. So, um, I, we many of us at this table have DM before. I feel like there's always some DM bias in like when I've run games, I always know whose player character is my favorite. Uh huh. And you, you've you, you've already gotten to know our backstories, and you know we've talked some about our characters to you. Just just starting out, who do you think is your favorite player character? Uh, based solely off of the information I've been given, I think it's probably Chris's. I'm I'm flattered, but at the same time, uh, Chris's character is also the squishiest, so <laughs> he's most likely, or they're most likely to die first. So I'm I'm sort of uh, spewed. I'm, I'm I'm sort of split on that. Thing. It's a shame our party doesn't have a healer. Yeah. Well. Wait a minute. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I, I have d- one. Okay. Go ahead. So I know to you that gaming is kind of like an escape type deal, but what specifically brought you to tabletop role-playing games as opposed to board games, card games, puzzles? Um, okay, I like those things as well, but I think the uh, the illusion of choice makes a big difference. Being able to uh, sort of do whatever you want uh, in kind of like a sandboxy setting is really cool versus like playing a board game or a card game is fun, um, but a lot of times like the more basic ones don't have that sort of freedom, right? Especially if you're playing, I don't know, Uno. We'll just get the gang together and do a podcast about Uno one time. Uh, I don't have Uno. But did you know but, that no, you, you can't stack draw Xbox. fours? No, I don't have it on my Xbox. What was your question, Josh? No, you can't stack draw fours in Uno. Okay. You know What's that, that meme that goes around that's like, all right, you made the game, but we'll take it from here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think I like the freedom that tabletop games give. There are some board games that do that, too. Um, and then there are like some nice little you know, hybrid things. Uh, Gloomhaven comes to mind. Where, yeah. you know, you have scenarios and stuff like that, and you don't really have, I guess maybe, like, in the rules as written of that game, you don't really have a lot of, like, role-play stuff, but I feel like you as players can sort of expand on that. So, I think just, yeah, anything that kind of gives you that escape um, is cool. Yeah, plus it's comparable to, like, you know, RPG video games. Playing Oblivion is super fun. Except you don't have a bunch of canned voice lines. Yeah, that's true, too. I guess that's one of the issues is that those games really do give you the illusion of choice where, you know, you have all of these sort of paths set up, but they all lead to the same part. Looking at you, Mass Effect. I love the Citadel. What are you talking about? That's great. It's a great series. 
Um, you've been. You've, I'm assuming you've been prepping for this for a minute. Um, at ever, least a minute. Yeah, ever since uh, ever since the way to and home from uh, PAX okay. unplugged. What would you say? Like, not even let's let's look beyond this particular campaign and this particular setting. What what are you looking forward to most about this this whole unstable top project in general? Um, getting to play lots of games with my friends. Oh. Aww. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Oh yeah. yeah. Fuck you too. No. Well, fuck you. <laughs> oh yeah, prob- probably that. Uh, being able to uh, you know have everyone sort of put put their best foot forward and and do what we normally do in our home games, but share it for other people to listen to. And judge us appropriately. Oh, I'm sure that'll that'll take place. Yeah. Cool. Very sufficient answer. I also like the idea of like having a logo that we can put on stuff, and then possibly see that logo in places. I think that's really cool. You just want to do a live show where a bunch of people are wearing unstable top shirts? Um, no, because I'd get nervous. But like, it's really cool. The three times I think it's happened in my life where we went somewhere and I've seen like a band sticker. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Hey, that's my band. I know that. That's cool. You know, that's, or like getting recognized, I guess the one time that's happened. It's just, it's, it's neat. Yeah. Plus being able to like share, you know, the passion for the, for the, for what it is. Word. TTRPGs are neat. And I'm glad that they're not as, uh, I'm glad they're not as shunned as they were at one point. What has been your favorite moment as a DM? Is there a reason that you have to whisper it into the mic? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't feel like talking very loud. Like we're on NPR. Hi, everyone. Welcome to yeah. Unstable Top of the new NPR production. <laughs> okay, well. Tiny desk. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Josh. Ask that but question yeah, um, again. What has been your favorite moment as a DM? Um, my favorite moment, like, in specific games or just overall or... Like in games, in like games, if something as something has happened. What if we limited to games that we've been in? Yeah, you guys want me to talk about my? Um... Yeah, can you talk about all your your really cool uh, start playing games? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you about the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden game we played, uh, which was which was wonderful. And those players are so good. I wish they were here. Oh, um, all right. Instead of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's Ouch. see. The last. What's the last game that we all played together? Storm King Thunder. Okay, that was a while ago. But it's been a long time. Sure. Um, Avernus? Melissa wasn't in Avernus. Oh, yeah. I think probably for Storm King, it was the, uh, spoilers, it was the part in that game um, post-Fire Giant Mines where you all were fighting the Primordial Titan and, like, Josh's character jumped out of the airship and, like, fought it and then died and everyone was sort of sad that he died. And then we kind of remembered after everyone was sad that uh, he had been death warded. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And that was like that was like a big win, especially for Melissa, because that was the first time that I think they had really played something like that. Uh, so being able to sort of draw the success back to this casting of something that may have just been, you know, for not was really cool. I think that was a really cool part of that game. I saved everybody. You're welcome. Yeah. That was also my favorite encounter in that yeah. game. Um, Avernus? Well, no, for Storm King, it was also fun watching your character be afraid of the dragons for the entire <laughs> combat, like in the last fight, and not doing anything. Ooh, that yeah. Was, that that was, was, I, 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 love, dragon, I love wasting my time in the corner. Yeah. 
uh, and Avernus. Probably, uh, as much as it pains me, probably Josh's character again, soloing the hill. Um, should have never had it. It shouldn't have. I, I really should have started lying about my die rolls, but it just it wasn't working out, and I had to take it for what it was. The dice have a story to tell. Bad story. I mean, you know. <laughs> It worked random out. Random. Also, your Chris, uh, your first character dying. I think that 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 was a really, not that I'm glad that she, not that I'm glad that they died, but it was a really, I think, important sort of turning point in that story. I think it was very important yeah. for Wes's character. Yeah, yeah. So, I agree. I mean, so in that campaign, what a death. Um, Chris and I's characters were twins. Um, twin goblins. Twin goblins. Um, and Chris died in a very heroic manner, or they were salt and pepper. Pepper, Pepper died in a very heroic manner. Yeah, I guess so. Definitely had to mark down their their alignment change in their last few seconds. From chaotic evil to chaotic neutral? Yeah, huh? but that's just, that's sort of one of the effects of there. You don't have much control over that if you're down there long enough. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's, let's walk that back for a second. I'm pretty sure it said chaotic evil on my sheet before <laughs> we ever went down. Okay, that's fair. Uh, in our current game, not that Melissa plays in that game, but in our current game where we're playing uh, Dead Sons for Starfinder. Um, favorite moment? Probably when I made Chris cry. <laughs> when I when I when he gave me this backstory and I used it against him for character development, it made him cry. Yeah, how dare I? I've also used Wes's backstory against him for character development on multiple occasions, um, but it hasn't made him cry. But that was like a really rewarding thing because I went through a lot of. Uh, I put a lot of time into that and a lot of effort into like finding the right voice actor for that scene and then writing the scene and then having him recorded and working with him with uh, on that and then kind of like mixing the different sound in the background so I could turn it into like an audio log instead of just some guy talking. That was a lot. I was really excited for that. Yeah, I put a lot of work into those uh, tears. A lot of my, my uh, body water went into that. Yeah, I can tell. A lot of my salt. Um, I'm also really proud of the sort of end piece that I've written for that. And hopefully uh, everything turns out the way that I think it will. Yeah, don't worry. We're all going to die next time we play. Maybe. Dude, probably. You guys done with questions? I think. No. Uh, no? Go ahead. No? Okay. So, first of all, I have a jump off a question. We're going to jump off of a From bridge. Well, let, let, me, um, let me jump off of your jump off with my own jump off. Me first. Okay. A, are you going to try to make anybody cry in this campaign? And B, who do you think is going to cry first? Um, that's not. That's not fair. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any intention of making somebody cry right now. Um, but I feel like if it happens, it happens. If I see an opportunity for it and the story allows it, um, then I'll definitely do it. Uh, who do I think will cry first? Uh, I think your character has given me a lot of ammo uh, for the backstory that yeah, I could probably... Yeah, I think you give me just the right amount of tragedy that I can turn it against you. Um, but I've made Chris cry once, so I know it can be done. Kick him wise down. Yeah, exactly. My real question... Gotta hope so. So most of the D&D campaigns are in medieval-type settings... Yeah. And Starfinders, the future? Uh, space fantasy, sci fi fantasy. Space. What setting do you prefer? Do you prefer 
older, more medieval, or future futuristic. So, so do I prefer based. do I prefer like sort of classic fantasy or something else? Like what's my preferred setting? Yeah. I guess probably like time frame as opposed to setting. It's um, more like, you know, classic battle axes and yeah. spells and stuff versus um, laser guns and ships. Yeah. Okay. More um, futuristic weapons. I think all of them are are neat. I think there's cool things about each one. I like sort of the accessibility for for just fantasy. Um, I think low fantasy is pretty cool, where it's kind of a more realistic take. Um, I like high fantasy too, but probably not as much. Um, and then I'm not super into, at least right now, I'm not super into like the kind of like fantasy technology, like steampunk esque stuff. Like Shadowrun stuff. Um, maybe I'm thinking more like I'm thinking more like Ravnica. Okay. Which may be very close, but it's, it's I just don't think that's for me currently. I haven't really found myself in those systems uh, or that kind of setting yet. But I also really like the the Starfinder setting, like the sci-fi fantasy. I think is really cool. Um, and then like the cyberpunk setting, I think that's neat too. So I don't really have a preference though. I like to dabble. Word. Um, do you have a question, Chris? Go ahead. Um, so this one, what has been your favorite module of like anything, like Dead Suns? Oh. I uh, thought you were talking about mo- modules in Foundry. Yeah, what's your favorite Foundry module? Yeah. Uh, let me pull up the fun. list. Dice you know, so nice. It's Dice So Nice, the one that we can't use because uh, somebody is playing on a tablet and it doesn't work for some reason. Is that, you know, like, my favorite mod- module that we've played has been Avernus, actually. Uh-huh. I, I enjoyed that one quite a lot with that whole dynamic. Um, okay, so there's probably... I don't know that I have a favorite um, because sort of standard 5th edition is the most popular thing. Yeah. I've played that most of all. Um, I think Curse of Strahd is probably top tier, especially if you've run it a couple times or, you know, you really put the extra effort, effort into it. Um, as much flack as Dead Suns gets for kind of being like the first AP and there being some issues and like some railroading, uh, I think that's super fun. I like that story a lot. Um, everything we've played, I, I, I don't know that there's anything that I've played that I haven't liked. Um, there's a lot of like indie stuff too. I mean, we're playing, we're playing Cobalt Press stuff now with Empire of the Ghouls and reading through it. I really, you know, I really like this, um, and then like their their like little pre-prepared adventures that are just you know a couple sessions long are really neat. Product placement. Give us money. I'm just kidding. Just like post us on your Twitter. That would be cool. That would be cool. That would be very cool. Pay us an exposure, please. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't really have a preference. I haven't. I don't think I've played a module that I haven't liked. Some modules I think need a little more work, um, depending on the group you're playing with. So you have to put in a little more effort. At least I did, but you know, it is what it is. What is that for Dead Sons? Or are you talking about a different? Uh, I I think I mean I think all of them, right? I don't I don't want to I don't want to grab a book and just run it word for word out of the book, because um, I don't know. I think when I when I run the modules, I want them to be. Uh, a little more unique to the to the group. Yeah. Anyone can pick up the book and read it, 
and get the gist of the adventure. But like when you're playing it, you know, you want some changes. And then if somebody's already ran through the adventure before, um, I don't want them to play through the same game again. I find that whenever I run games like that, and I'm, I know I'm jumping off of it, but like pre-canned adventures and stuff like that, I always end up deviating extremely far as we get in. It's like, wow, this was never supposed to happen, but the players really wanted to do it, so why not? Well, yeah, you know? I mean, if that's if that's the path they're going to take, yeah. I'm not going to say no. Sure. There's 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 tons of stuff in our Starfinder game that you guys have found yourselves in that is not you know covered by the the AP. It's outside of the scope of the adventure, but you guys push that way, so we had to make it work. Because what fun is it if you get to a part and it's like, ah, sorry, you can't do that. But uh, one thing that I've always respected you as a DM for is I feel like you always do a really good job of like tying in our characters' backstories into the campaign in ways that feel natural. Sure, yeah. Um, I've had a lot of uh, sort of like listening to other DMs and see how they do stuff, and I found out that what better way to make the game fun than to connect backstories into the main game. Like, because you're, you exist in this world. So why shouldn't you have some kind of impact? Like you're here unless you're some sort of strange, I've never been here before type character. You should have something. Yeah. You got another one, Josh? I, I do have one more actually. Okay. One more. <clears throat> yep. This will be the last one. It's not actually on my list. I thought about it. Um, Ooh. You we're, up have, to, we're up to 29 minutes. It's a good... Almost 30 minutes. That's a good episode 0.5. That includes all of the bullshit at the beginning oh, where shit. we were just, you know, talking, so... That's interesting. You could leave it in. Hey, shout out to Chris's dad, who I think suggested this. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks, Chris's dad. You're a neat guy. His name's Kevin. Kevin... Well, I know a Kevin, too. Kevin, that's Chris's dad. You're a cool guy. Kevin, that's not Chris's dad. <laughs> I hope you're listening to this, too. You're a cool guy, too. I, I do love the idea that, like... Right now, we've created a podcast, and we're specifically talking to one viewer, and that viewer is Chris's dad. How are well, you doing, Chris's dad? <laughs> yeah. I would like you to show you the anchor metrics to see uh, how many people have listened to this show. Yeah, no, it's, um, and you know, we really care about the community. Um, like Melissa's friend that told, that posted on one of her things about it, that I had a nice voice. That made me do, feel so good. I do remember you saying that. Yep. I, uh, I started following her on Instagram because of that. Oh, Grace? Yes. It gave me a good laugh, and I enjoyed it, hearing about it. But the question, you made your own homebrew-like setting. I did. We, we, we played a little bit in it in Isdale. I did. Is that something that we could go back to during the podcast, if Empire of the Girls works? Um, do you mean in this same campaign, or is something separate? Hmm. Like in the future. Like, hi, we're going to run another, we're going to start another um, podcast series, and it's going to be in this world. Well, let, let's assume that, like, you wrote Isdell with the intention of having more than one story to tell there. Yes. Did you? Was or did it? you write Isdell with that particular story in mind? Um, so I developed it initially with a story for the game that we were playing, uh, which, Jesus, Sorry. which... Then got we need mute buttons. thrown to the side um, during COVID when we stopped meeting in person and we kind of had to figure out what to do and none of us were really um, used to like VTTs or at the time Roll20 or anything like that. We had to kind of start from scratch and 
you know, we didn't. So we just kind of stopped playing that. And then when we talked about maybe going back to it, when we got back together to play in person, we decided to play and run something else, which is which is fine. Um, so there is an initial story during uh, during one of the weeks we were playing in person, and I think Wes wasn't here. We had done a little bit of like a, a prequel adventure. Oh, right. Um, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes with that. So there there are there are things that exist there. Um, that you would have never touched probably during our main campaign. Um, so I would say it's a possibility if that's something that people were interested in. Okay. There's a lot of stuff there. I spent a lot of time designing that map and all those things and writing the history and, you know, uh, plagiarizing a bunch of works of fiction for it. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to jump off another question. Maybe one day. Would you be interested in writing and publishing your own adventures? Um, no. Probably not. It's too much work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. It is, no, because, like, yeah. I, especially with all of the <clears throat> drama that's been going on in the last couple of weeks in, like, the tabletop space, um, I feel like one of the positives of that, positives of that, was the emphasis that got put on independent creators and how much they do, um, writers and artists and designers and just how much work they, I mean, people, this is their full-time job. And if it's not their full-time job, it's their full-time passion. I just, I just don't think I have the, any of what I would need to do that, at least by myself. To be continued. Yeah. I'd rather just run games, uh, for, you know, you guys. Well, what about when we branch off into uh, unstable top publishing? Oh boy! What? Yeah. Well, we we haven't even put out episode one. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get to that. Hey, dream big. Dream reasonable. You know when they talk about reaching for the stars? Yeah, Chris, don't do that. <laughs> if everyone reaches for the stars, well, then there's no one left on Earth. Yeah. That is that is correct. Is that it? You guys done? I, I am done. I, I would like to take a break now because I have to pee. Can you stop creaking your chair? I was hoping that wouldn't go into it anyway. I don't want everybody knowing I got to pee. No, nope, that's that's part of oh, the no, experience. Oh no, that goes, that goes how, in there. How dare know you have bodily functions? If you'd like to buy, if you'd like to buy their socks. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Perhaps you'd like to buy Chris's socks or Wes's socks or maybe hey, even Josh's my, socks. I really like my socks. I don't want anyone to buy them. Well, someone else might feel that same way. Oh, well, I guess it depends on how much they're going to pay me. I could buy new socks. Yeah, pay, pay you enough to get two pairs of socks. Oh, my gosh. That's double on your investment. Yeah. So if I you guys, also like my socks. If you guys are done asking questions, I have a, a question for you. Uh, no, okay, it's yeah. too late. You've done, yeah, sure. you've done asking no, no, questions. No, because no, I was going to ask this, ask this earlier, but then Melissa asked a different question, and they went first. So... I'm going to bring it back. Um, would you rather have hands for penis? No, dude. Or would you rather have a penis for hands? Oh, my goodness. I had one request. <laughs> I broke it. <laughs> All right. I guess you guys don't have to answer that yet. But one day, one day you will have to answer that question. And that will be what's decided when the overlords take over the planet. And they're going to listen to this document and say, sorry, Wes, you said you wanted it like this. So we're going to make the switch. All right, we've wasted almost 36 minutes. I think that's enough. I think we did it. Thanks, guys. Yeah.